We're going to start from Tesvav Amadbez on the bottom. Seemingly unrelated, just because we have mentioned earlier a statement of Rav Chama Barab Chanina. So we're saying another statement of Rav Chama Barab Chanina. And also it was a, a, a statement that it was like explaining a Pasuk. So it's another, another, another um, statement explaining a Pasuk. In, in, um, one second. Just one second. In the Nebu of Bilam, when he's describing the greatness the rivers, which are really fresh, so Aholim could have two translations. It can have a translation as in a type of spice, a good smelling spice, or Aholim could mean a tent. Rashi and Homer says that it cannot be a tent. I mean, actually, it's not Rashi himself. It's a, a note in Rashi that it can't be a tent. Al It wouldn't be written Aholim. It would be written Oiholim. Uh, Fine, but Aholim could either mean a spice or a tent. Now, either way, the Pasuk right before says, It's saying that the tents of the Eden are very good. In other words, either way, however you'll touch the Pasuk, whether you'll say that Aholim refers to tents, whether you say that it refers to a good spice, there is a comparison over here between tents and rivers. It says in the Pasuk, like rivers that are stretched out, like gardens planted on the river, like either the spices of the tents that Hashem has planted or has set up. Why are tents compared to rivers? comes to tell you, you dip in a river, you dip in a, in a mikveh, you become Torah. Most of the tents, which are the you mentioned in the Pasuk before, the Bati Midrash, places of learning Torah, they lift the person from having to do with Averis or being punished by Averis to the, to, the, to the area of merit. It like takes away his Averis. It purifies the person. Again, unrelated to before, but just telling you, going to, to a base medrash and learning Torah could take away lots of your um, lack of merits, opposite of merit. Fine. Back to the mission. Reading backwards in that Yotza. And then it's another thing the Mishnah says that if you made a mistake, you go back to where you made a mistake, which means you cannot just say the Pasuk you missed or say the Pasuk you made a mistake and then continue where you were holding because then it won't be in order. Start again where you made a mistake. Rabbi Yami, Rabbi Yasi, Rabbi Yami and Rabbi Yassi were the older Rabboni Mineretz Yisrael in the time of Rabbi Yichon, in the time of the beginning of the, of the Amiroi Mineretz Yisrael. And there was a younger Talmud, the Talmud of Rabbi Yichon. His name was Rabbi Lazar, and he was getting married. And they, the big Rabboni, were setting up his chuppah. They were tying the chuppah. Amr Lehu, so, um, I'm not sure who said to who. It sounds like Rabbi Lazar told them, the chasm. 
The Chassam told the people that are sending up his chuppah, listen, I'm not doing any work right now. You're, you're sending up the chuppah for me. Why should I just wait around in here? In the meantime, why are you setting up my chuppah? Let me go to yeshiva to learn something. I'm just wait around by the chuppah till they lead me to the chuppah. I'm just going to sit around. I'll go to yeshiva. You want me to come to the chuppah? Call me. I'll come to the chuppah. And tell them I'm busy. I have to, I have to sit on the entertainer. And they say, I'll go and share it with you. And say, you're busy. You can't, never, you can't go to, to yeshiva now because he said I got my chuppah. But I'm free now. So I'll go to yeshiva. And I'll share with you afterwards what I learned in yeshiva. Ozali went Ashkeray found the Tano, the one who used to recite the the, the braces. The Kotonika made the Rabbi Yechanan, he used to say for Rabbi Yechanan, Kara If one read Kriyashma, and then he knows for sure that he made a mistake, he skipped a word somewhere, or he, he said a word totally wrong somewhere. But he doesn't any He's not sure. Which word he made a mistake? I'm sure I skipped something, but I don't remember now. I was paying attention as I was mumbling it, and I for some reason continued. And then I said, No, 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 I missed the word, I said it wrong. I want to go back, but I don't know where it was. So the answer paid if you know for sure it was the middle of, let's say, um, between Vahafta and Rishorech, you know for sure it was somewhere over there. Yansalurish, go to the beginning of that Pedic because then you'll for sure cover the place he made a mistake. Bain Pedic Lepedic. If you're not sure which paragraph it was, in other words, you know you finished the paragraph, they don't know which. It doesn't literally mean to the first parsha, to the first chapter, because if you know that you finished the chapter, obviously you don't have to go back to it. Rather, to the first stop, which means to volume Shemaya. If you you know you're in, in between something, you don't know where, what does it mean to between what and what. Go back to volume Shemaya. I don't remember which one it was. I was spacing out. I wasn't looking at my sitter. I know I said, I don't know if it was the first but the second Go back to the first This was what the Tana was telling Rabbi Yechina. This uh, He was reciting a price. When do we say that we go back to the first if you didn't already start, if you already said, we can trust that he followed his, how do you call it, the, the flow, the regular flow. And we could assume he could, he could trust himself, he could trust his subconscious that he said the right continuation. He didn't say, he said, and he just continued. Or the same applies if he finds himself in the middle of somewhere, in the middle of a yomer, and he's not sure, maybe I made a mistake in the uchsafta, don't worry, just continue. If you find yourself somewhere, you can trust that your, 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 your lips just brought you to the right place, and just continue. Fine. Also, came the chosen back to the chuppah, he told me, hey, it's time to go to go get married. Okay, I'll come back. And Ramalui told him, listen, I, I didn't waste my time. I have something to share with you. And he, they shared this edition of Rabbi Yechanan. Ramalui told him, If he wouldn't come for your chasana, we would just come to hear from you this statement of Rabbi Yechanan, which we missed in Yeshiva. That was good enough. We just came to hear this word to know that someone could trust 
the fact that his, that his uh, tongue, his lips, brought him to the right place in Shema, I guess it shows on something very deep. Just like Yitzhidus, it says that when someone bows down automatically by Moedim, although in a way it shows that something negative that he wasn't focusing on, the other hand, it shows, it shows something positive that he ingrained it in his body that he bows down by Moedim. So the same over here. The fact that you ingrained it in your lips and your tongue, that automatically you say the right thing by Shema, it's a very good thing. And the fact that, the fact that you could trust it, again, you should focus in Shema, you shouldn't space out and all of a sudden find yourself Somewhere like, hey, how did I get it? But on the other hand, the fact that you could trust it is a good, is a good sign. And that they were very happy to hear it. I guess that's the chat. Okay, end of story. Now we're going to how a person is meant to say Shema and which position he could be. So we said about already sitting, standing. We've always spoke about that already. Then we spoke about how you should be particular while you're pronouncing the words. And now he's saying if you should be in a place that you should, you should be able to focus, etc. Let's see. Haunim. Workers, hired workers. Let's say they're standing on top of a tree and they're, they're obviously they're cutting branches, not the ones they're sitting on, but they're, they're cutting branches over there. Or they're on top of a row of rock, of uh, stones, and they're building a house. So, and the time of Shema comes, just stay over there and say Shema. We'll see soon that in those days, people were very, very particular. They would pay, the first thing they would use at every moment of work. From Aloisa Shachar until Tesekichavim, and they would be paid by the hour or by the whatever by the by time, and it was a very big akwada to be really really honest, not to waste a second in your work because you paid for each second. So therefore, as we'll see, they told them, "Don't walk." Although you're able to concentrate better on, on if you walk or go off the tree or go off this the the the, the building site wherever you are where, where you're building the wall, but you're a hired worker. You can't waste any time. Stay over there and say Shema. However, when it comes to Shemina Esrei, even a hired worker has to go down, stand in a firm place, and damage Shemina Esrei. He can't just stand on top of the tree or stand on top of this building site and damage Shemina Esrei. He must go down. Fine. Now that we spoke about focusing in Shema, which therefore I would think that the worker should go off the tree and nevertheless we say no, they could stay there. So we say, we mentioned this earlier in the Gemara, the first night of the Chasana, before he actually was, uh, just during the Chasana, before the, the night actually went through, before, the, before he did what he needed to do at night. So then he doesn't say Kriya Shema. Ad Motze Shabbos. They used to get married on, uh, on, uh, on Wednesday. So Wednesday night, was like the time at the, 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 the set time, but he could delay it sometimes. So if he delayed it until Motzah Shabbos, so he's still worried, will he find her Absula? And therefore he's not he's not focused and he cannot, he does not say Shema. In those days that he used to be usually focused. So then he said, don't, don't, don't say Shema. If he didn't do anything yet. If time passed until Motzah Shabbos and he still didn't do a Maisa, so then he already calmed down, he's not so worried, and therefore he could he could say Shema. Fine. Either he married late or he married a second time or a second wife and it was a Psula. And the, the first night he still said Shema. I mean, he was, he was already a Rebbe then. You taught us Shechosan Shema. Or the Russian usually is, Haven't you taught us? Like asking a Shiloh from the Rav. 
Having the Torah, that's what you talk to a Rebbe. You don't tell him he did something wrong. You ask him, I, 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 if I remember, he doesn't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you taught us, is that is that true what you taught us? That Chosim Potom Kriya Shema, Amr Lahem, Eini Shemei Alechem, I taught you what I taught you, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to listen to you. Levatali many Malchus Shemaim Afilu Shorachas. Doesn't matter. I need to take upon myself that Hashem is my king. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah? As we'll see soon, if anyone can copy this, but he said, I don't care. I need to take upon myself Malchus Shemaim, I'm going to say Shema Tanayin as well. Fine. Tanabam, says the Gemara. Brian's filling in details in the mission. How only in hired workers can reach Shema, on top of a tree, or on top of a, uh, a wall, when they're building a, a row of, of stones and they're building a wall. Or Mispalim Bereisha Zayis, they may dive on top of an olive tree. Or Bereisha Taina, or on the top of a fig tree. These are wide, sturdy trees. You could stand still and damage Shemineseri on top of it. You're not afraid that you're going to fall. So there you can damage Shemineseri as well. However, Sha'ar Kolilonis and the other tree, Yorudim Lemato Mispalim, you must go down and dive and you can't concentrate. As Rashi says, you won't be able to stand and concentrate. And if you have a choice of standing, you must stand. And therefore, you must go down and stand and then damage Shemineseri. Ubalabayis, Benkech Ubenkech. Whether it's an uh, 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 olive tree, whether it's an uh, other tree, Yerid Lamato, he must go down, because he cannot focus, he can't really focus even on an olive tree. It's better than a regular tree, than an arrow tree, but it's still not, you're not really, really focused. It's still high, and you still could be a bit frightened. And therefore, by a worker, they were more lenient, but not by a regular person. Some opinions say, that's actually the halacha, that by the is even by Shema, he must go down as well. Because although he could somehow focus, as we'll see soon, but he can't focus so well, and they were only lenient by a worker, by a hired worker, but a a uh, self-employed person or whatever, the one that's the, the employer, he has to go off the tree and say, Shema, you should be able to focus properly. Fine. Rami laid Rav Mori, Rav Mori, the grandson of Shmuel, Shmuel's daughter's son, as we learned earlier in the Gemara, his uh, father was a gay that became a gay after uh, his mother has became, uh, as, uh, after his mother has became pregnant with her, with him. In other words, she was first captured, and he was a goy, and then uh, he, this, uh, she became pregnant with uh, with Israel Mori, and then his father became a gay and married his mother, but halakhically he's not his father, and therefore he was he was uh, still called the son of the daughter of Shmuel. So he asked Rav, Tanam learned in the mission, workers can read Shema while they're on the tree, while they're on the wall, and he understood that it means while they're working. Doesn't say that clearly in the mission, but that's what he understood. On top of the tree, why, why, why are you staying there? Because you're working, and you're continuing to work, and you continue to say Shema. That's what he understood. Alma, so we see, loy boy, come on. If you're working, and you want to, you want to knock the, the, I don't know, you want to chop the right, the right branch, and you want to, want to put the stone in the right place. You got to focus on what you're doing. And you can't really focus on two things together. 
And therefore, you cannot be focusing on Shema. If you're not focusing on Shema, so it shows that you don't have to focus on Shema. But we have a contradiction to this. We learned in the Braisa earlier, we had this earlier in the Mishnah, an explanation in the Braisa. When you read Shema, you must focus. And as it says, Shema Yisrael. And later on, it says, pay attention and listen Yisrael. So you see that listening means pay attention. Just like there, you must pay attention. You also have to pay attention. So how come you can continue working while you're on the tree? So Rava was quiet. Amr lay, so he asked back to this Rav Mori, have you heard something on your question? Are you asking an ignorant question or a knowledgeable question? Do you know something as an answer to this question or not? Amr lay, yes, hachi Amr Avsheshis. Vuhu shavetelen milachton. You can stay on the tree in order to avoid to save the time of going down the tree and going back up the tree. But you must stop working and say Shema while you're still in order that you should be able to focus. Says, ask the ask the rubber back. What time we will learn a brisa? They see the loyim lima iskim and malachton v'koyin. They see they'll clearly say that you could continue working while you're saying shema, not just stay on the tree, but you could work. And the gemara like kashia, hava perek rishin hava perek sheni. In the first paragraph, you must focus and stop working. In the second paragraph, then you could work. Now Rashi explains that doesn't literally mean. Or not Rashi, actually, Taisus says that it doesn't literally mean the first Pedic, it means the first Pasuk. As we said earlier, that you must focus on the first Pasuk, Shema. But Rashi, another person, and that's the Allah say, no, although mean, you're Yoitsa, when, when you focus just on the first Pasuk, but you should allow yourself to focus on the first Pedic because it's speaking about very important things. So you should, you should stop working for the entire first Pedic. As we see in other things also, it's more it's more strict the first paydeck, not to motion anything. Uh, so in the first paydeck, you should stop working and focus on Shema. Fine. Talmud Rabbah, now that we're talking about how we cut off parts of davening for workers, so he brings up rice which fills us in. which they work for, for their employer. They can say the brachas before and after. They can eat bread. They can make a bracha before and after. They can have a proper shmenesre. All this, the time that they, they, they take off the daven, all this is, is, is fine. You don't stop them from doing this in order not to take away the money from, the, from their employer. However, they may not be chazim. They cannot do a nesias kapayim. They cannot do birchas kiyam. Because it's going to steal time from, uh, from the employer. Just do the minimum birchas kiyashma shma shmenesve. You can wash, you can make a brach on your bread. Birchas amazim. Then continue working. Ask the Gemara v'atanya me'en yutches. There's a different price which says that instead of davening the proper shmenesve, they daven the short shmenesve, havineinu. As we'll see later on, a short version of the middle brachas of Shemineser. Later on, in general, when you have this Nusach of Avinenu, 
Should everyone daven every day as we do the proper Shemineser? Or should we say no? Daven a short Shemineser. It'd be easier to focus. Daven a short version of all the middle brachas. So Rabbi Gamliel says that you should daven the entire Shemineser. Rabbi Shir says no. Daven the short version unless you're really clear-minded and you could focus. Says the Gemara, if this is following Rabbi Yeshua's opinion that, every, that you should always dive in the short version of Shrinesri, my ear Yapayoni, why is he focusing on workers? A regular person should also dive in the short version of Shrinesri. As the Gemara, you're right, they're both Rabbi Gamaliel. It's not a contradiction. They, when do they have to do a short version of Shemin Esrei? If they get paid, they get paid for, for the hour. Some workers work and they get food for the day. That's it. That was, that was, their, that was their payment. If that's their payment, then you don't, they don't owe you so much. They don't have to cut off their work so much. They could have in a proper Shemin Esrei and continue working and you'll give them food afterwards. That's not a reason for, for them to shorten the Shemineser, but you're paying the money, which they could, I don't know, they could invest, they could do any, any other things with the money. So then, uh, then you, they, you have to do a short version of Shemineser. Fine. Now, Shukhanarach, it says that today all these halachas don't apply because uh, all the employers understand and allow the people should daven properly, and therefore you daven the full daven. There's no cutoffs for, for hired workers. Fine. Either way, you pay by the hour, and it goes. Then they will pay by the day. Then, so then the whole day after you have to work. Besides the time of time, now you pay by the hours. Whenever you come to work, that's when you came to work. It doesn't really make a difference. Fine. Okay. Says the Gemara about Tanya Poelim Shaisim Melachet Zavalabais. Hired workers, Kodim Krishma, Umispalim, Veichlun Pitam. The Ein Mevorchim Lefana. That's our version. They don't make a first bracha. It's too much time. We're supposed to do it, focus on the bracha. Takes time. And if it takes time, it's too long for the worker. They don't make that bracha. It's not the halacha. Uh, there's a different gear in the Gemara that says that they do make a bracha before because it's short enough, and that's actually the halacha. So they make the first bracha. So obviously, according to the other version, it says, only two brachas. Or maybe they say, they don't say the full brachas amazim. They say two brachas. So the three brachas that are in Torah, yeah, the Hazan and Allah Oretz and Rachin. So they, they, they merge them into two. Okay, so how do you do that? Bracha Nishayna Kitikuna, the first bracha you say properly. Shniya, the first one, which is the second one, which is talking about Eretz Yisrael. And the third one, which is talking about Yushalayim, are very related. Eretz Yisrael and Yushalayim are related. So you start off the regular Nogalacha. The Yerushalayim, you merge in the idea of building Yerushalayim and Malchus Beis David, the Birchasaretz in that same bracha, and the Chaisen, and the conclusion is the Birchasaretz. So some some gurses are that you do you do both, you mix both together, you mix uh, you mix Ben uh, Yerushalayim and Birchasaretz. I'm sorry, I didn't read it right. 
The Vatanya before this Vraisa was not a question, it was a statement. He's bringing a proof that there's a difference between hired workers and workers that just get their food. Hired workers have to make their Birchas HaMazan also shorter. However, people that work for the food, they make a proper Birchas HaMazan. So the same applies to davening. Hired workers make a shorter davening. And people that just work for their, for their meal, they can daven a proper davening. So there's two exceptions. If they're Oisim Mishudasim, if they just get paid their food, then they, they do a proper Birchas HaMazan. Or... The Balabais is sitting at the table together. He as if is agreeing to their meal, agreeing for them to eat it, to bench. So they can bench just like he benches. And if he benches a proper benching, they can also, and then they go to work. So they make a proper benching. This is a raya that we differentiate between the two types of workers, and that will explain the two types, the two prices. Fine. Okay. The next piece of Gemara, actually, we already had a few Amudim ago. Let's go through it. Chosan Potter Mekriyashma. Tanana Banan Beshiv Techobe Vesechot says in the Postuk when you're sitting in your house, Patlo Isik Be Mitzvah. This is excluding someone who is who is doing a mitzvah, busy with a mitzvah. Ulech Techobe Derech, Patlo Chosan, this is excluding a Chosan. We'll see soon how. From this, the Chacham said, "Akoynes is Absula. One who marries Absula Potter does not have to say Shema." There's Almana, but if it's a Almana, she's not Absula anyway. So there's no worries. Chai. So ask the Gemara, "My Mashma, how do you see from the Shiv Tachom of Yisecha and Belach Tachom Aderech that for a mitzvah for a Chosim with Absula you don't say Shema?" Amar Papa Ki Derech. It's comparing it to traveling. Ma Derech Rishus, just like traveling is there something which is optional. If you're busy with something optional, you must stop to say Shema. But if you're busy with a mitzvah, you don't have to stop. Ask the Gemara, traveling must be for an optional thing. Does no one ever travel for a mitzvah? So how do you see from the word that, it, that, that it's only for something optional? Answers back the Gemara, in Cain, if it would just be, if it would be including a mitzvah, the Prophet should have said, Beleches. Or b'shevus of b'leches without the chow, my b'lech the chow and b'shiv the chow. Why does it add the chow? Shema mina b'leches the chow. When you're doing your own stuff, who do mechayvus? Then you you uh, then you have to say shema. How the mitzvah? You're busy with Hashem stuff. With a mitzvah, petinas you potter. Ask the Gemara Yochi if that's the case. My Yiri Akinus is absula. If it's all about busy with a mitzvah, so why only if you marry a psula, you don't have to say shema? If you're marrying an almon, it's also a mitzvah. Answers the Gemara, here he's worried whether she's going to be a psula. There's nothing to worry about. She knows, he knows she's not a psula. Ask the Gemara, if it's about his worry, it's not about the mitzvah, it's about the worry. That's the Gemara thought, that we're changing it. We're saying it's based on the worry, not about the mitzvah. If so, if his ship, if his boat sunk in the, in, in, in the sea with all of his merchandise, Nami, then he shouldn't have to say Shema. Which is definitely bothered. He has to do all the mitzvahs besides Tfilin on the first day. It says that it's a, something, it's a beauty. Wear your beauty, and he cannot wear his beauty. He has ashes on his head. And therefore, he does not wear his tefillin. 
So we see that, why? Because he has to clear his mind and focus on, on Shema. So how come over here when he's bothered, he does not say Shema? I mean, the answer in the yeshiva, Hasam, the Shus. He's bothered with something that it's not, it's not, it's not obligate, it's not obligatory. He's just bothered. So clear your mind and focus. He's bothered with the mitzvah. It's the two together. If you're busy with the mitzvah, he's busy with the, with marrying Absula, then he doesn't have to say Shema. But if you're not busy, although you're doing a mitzvah, you still have to say Shema. Or if you're busy, but it's not a mitzvah, you also have to say Shema. So, what are we doing today? We started off with the drash and the posuk that Hashem uh, compares rivers to tents. That just like a river makes you tour a tent, which means the base medrash takes away your avedis. Then we spoke about that if you if you made a mistake, go back to where you made a mistake and continue from there onward. If you knew you made a mistake and you don't know where it was, go back to the beginning of where it possibly was, so the beginning of that paragraph or whatever it is. And if you know you you're in the middle between two prokim, you don't know where exactly. So go back to volume Shemoya, that's the first stop that you might make a mistake. If you Continue saying something, trust your tongue, trust your mouth. If he said the uh, just continue. If you also find yourself in just continue. Trust your habit. So said Rabbi Yechanan to uh, the Tan in his, in his Bismadrish. So overheard the Chassan and the day of his chuppah when he had some free time before his chuppah. He ran to the Bismadrish and he heard this word. And those that came to this Chassan said, if that if we wouldn't come for your Chassan, we would just come for this word, it would be good enough. Then he spoke about workers. We're more lenient than workers, not lenient, we're more strict in their work. And we're lenient in their, in their focus on davening. If you're on a tree, say Shema, and the tree don't work. By the first pasuk or the first pedic, you should focus, but you don't have to climb off. Although a balabas should climb off, but a worker shouldn't, not to take away time from the balabas. Shmoinesre, go off. But if you're on a sturdy tree, an olive tree, a, a fig tree, just stay there. A regular person has to go off. But uh, a hired worker shouldn't take away from the work of the balabas. He also should say, firstly, he should only dive in minimum. He shouldn't be a chasm. He shouldn't say And some workers should say a short shminesri. Those are the workers which are paid for the, for the job. Those that are just paid with food can say a proper shminesri. Those that are paid for the job should say a short shminesri. They should merge the, the second two brachas together, and that's it, not say the fourth one. They can merge together because they're related. However, those that work for their meal, or those that are sitting with the balabos, he's obviously agreeing for them to take their time, so then they can say a proper brachas And obviously it doesn't apply if you're paid by the hour, by the, so you just come a bit late. And it doesn't apply today, because the, the, even if you're paid for the day, because everyone knows that that's what people do, and therefore we don't, they're not macro on that. Then we went on to the, the story of a chosen, that, that a chosen doesn't say Shema because he's not focused. So the point is two things together. It's a mitzvah and he's not focused. It says, that I'm doing your own stuff. That's when you're part of him, Shema, but, not, but if you're doing a mitzvah, you're not, you're not you're, you're, I mean, if you're doing your own stuff, you must stop for Shema. If you're doing a mitzvah, you're not your own stuff, you're part of him, Shema, but only if you're busy, like a chosen with a psula. However, if you're not worried, you have a clear mind, although you're doing a mitzvah, you should still say Shema, because you could focus. If you could focus, and it's, a, and, it's, and it's a mitzvah, you say Shema. If it's not a mitzvah, although it's hard to focus, focus and say Shema.